0: Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. Today, for this episode, we are doing, we are coming back to Alec Hudson's The Raveling series. The final book, Sh- The Shadow King. We're doing the first third of it today. We have gotten up to chapter nine. That's through chapter eight. Uh, okay. F- okay, first, I'm going to do a quick, I'm going to do a quick little rant. Keep it keep it short. Uh huh. This should be accessible to a lot of people as well. Uh, This one is okay. Okay. First, we did it. We did an interview with uh, Jonathan French a couple weeks ago. Check he he made a little joke. (laughs) Great. Check out the Sode. He did a he did a little joke about uh, maps in fantasy books and like some people's maps are garbage. I didn't say it at the time, but I think all maps are great. I don't care how small your map is. Give me a map. Um, but, but the thing that I want to talk about is I read most of my books on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. And when I have a physical book that has a map, I very often go back to it. So hard on a Kindle.
1: It's incredibly hard on a Kindle. Yeah. So
0: hard to do on a Kindle. Give me a little button. Give me a little map
1: button that also
0: has a return button when you go to the map. All I want. Make my reading experience
1: so great. This is a fantastic point, Luke. I've got no notes. I don't
0: know how much work it could be.
1: None. It would be almost no work. Amazon, Jeff, I know you're listening. Okay? Please, just add this feature. Put the code in there. Give us a map button. Put the code
0: in. Dan will write the code. Just put it in. I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> All right. Hold on, though. I, okay. I just want to say one more thing. I actually have one note. Okay. This would be great in, like, every book. I feel this way when I read, like, nonfiction on my Kindle. Is like, I don't know where this place is that they, they've just traveled to. Okay. I, would I don't read that button. much
0: nonfiction that has a map. Are you talking like just a general
1: world map? Yeah, yeah. Like, if there's a name of a place in the world, I like if they go to... Okay, I know generally where Beijing is, but like if somebody travels to Beijing, all I know is that it's in China. So like if I could click a button and be like, oh, it's, it's there in China. Nice. Now I know where they are. That'd be so helpful. Or like Luxembourg. I have no idea where Luxembourg is.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure.
1: Somebody goes there. I don't know where they've gone. They might as well have gone to like Middle Earth or Gondor or something. (laughs) Give me a map.
0: I think that's fair. Um, Yeah, just maps are always great. Include a map and Kindle or whatever e-reader you use. Give me some function to get to the map Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to get back. That's the key. Right. Okay. All right. In, let's talk about the Shadow King. Mm-hmm. First thing I want to say: love a good prologue. I have heard that some people skip prologues. Oh no! Okay, I'm glad we're on the. Same That's pages. a bad move. Terrible move. Always read the prologue. Love a good prologue. This was a good prologue.
1: Remi- remind us, Luke. What, what do, we, what do okay, we? get Okay. In this prologue.
0: So we at the at the end of the last book, we got this story of how the 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 baby that was in the ice was at some point removed and we're surprised by this. And the prologue gives us the story of when that baby was removed. Mhm. And it's a very intense story and it's cool, it gives us a little background. Right. We're pro prologues here.
1: Absolutely. Well, okay, my whole thing with the skipping a prologue is like why are you even reading the book? <laughs>
0: This is my, this is my thought. I I don't know how often, how common this is, but I saw like a Reddit post on it and a surprising amount of people were agreeing with the poster
1: and I was a little upset. If you skip the prologue or an epilogue for that matter, please tweet us with why, because I don't get it. Like, what are you, you're not reading a textbook that you're going to get some information, like some useful knowledge out of that you're trying to skip to the useful bits. It's just like fun. You're just reading a cool book. I don't, I don't, I don't know the motivation, but yeah, tweet, we'd we'd love to hear. Tweet it. at us, please.
0: Tweet at us, please. Make a Twitter and tweet at us. Uh, okay, um, my first my first note in the actual section of the book. It's not the prologue. Is just that Jan has had a rough go of it in this series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very he, true. Let's walk through, yeah, let's walk through Jan.
0: Okay, so Jan, Jan starts this series off as a humble farmer who doesn't know who he, he doesn't know his, his real history.
1: Yes. Wakes
0: up when like one of his friends gets murdered by
1: monsters. And he travels. Then has to leave his dog behind. You can never forget that, Luke.
0: Never forget that.
1: Yep. Has to leave
0: his dog behind. Uh, Travels to Minicar talks to Aliana and then travels to Saltstone and has his mind explode and then is like held in prison very uncomfortably and then finally escapes and is like going on this other journey to uh, Menseruth I don't know if that's how it's Yeah, that sounds good Well, okay, that's not the Nasvaneth, I think is the city Yeah, Nasvaneth
1: And Which is very gets cold. Captured Sounds again. very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Get, he gets captured again and has like his eyes scooped out and is now just like slowly dying painfully.
1: So also, he, this
0: whole story, Jan has just been like traveling and getting
1: tortured. And he has had like no use of his sorcery like at all. Because he's had this collar on for basically the whole time. Like, Jan oh, had yeah, the collar on the whole second book. Mm-hmm. So so Jan is... When Jan has the collar on, he's essentially a normal person with a really big encyclopedic memory. Mm-hmm. So he's just a dude who has had the worst freaking time. He's just a guy at this point.
0: It's funny because we, we first... When he gets to, right before he gets captured, I think it's, it's kind of, I don't, I don't quite remember exactly how it happens, but it doesn't seem like it's quite turning south at first. And the, the like shaman guy frees him from the collar and Mm -hmm. it's like, Ooh, Jan gets free. And then he immediately gets like tortured and gets the collar put back on and he gets thrown in jail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just tough. Just uh, yeah. I had to see it. for I Jan. thought Jan was going to get let free after they just scooped his eyeball out at the end of the second one because I thought they were just going to say, yeah, we don't really need you anymore. Get out of here, Jan. Nope. <sighs> just put the collar right back on. Oh,
0: no, no agency for Jan anymore.
1: Um, uh, I think we should also say Luke related to this the the shaman's probably not the baby right correct we we had this theory at the end of book two where luke said is the shaman is the shaman the baby and it sounded very convincing to me uh at this point i think we can be pretty certain shaman's not the baby pretty certain i would agree
0: yes uh i don't think we have seen the we don't we probably have not seen the baby yet well um uh, Oh, do you have a theory, or are you just saying we don't know that?
1: We don't know that. Okay. I'm pretty sure the baby is this, like, the woman who Cho Lin has had lead her around. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't... Okay, there's, like, no evidence for this. This is, like, a ghost. She's seen on the wind, okay? So there's, like, there's nothing here. Right. But I think at one point it's it's described that the baby is a female baby. Yes. And this is a woman that is leading Cholin around. We don't get, like I said, the only reason we know it's a woman is because Cholin's like pretty sure that's a woman. We get no other details about this person, so okay.
0: I, I one thing that we 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 I kind of suspect, but we don't know for sure, is that the woman was potentially in the Black Ice, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't know that for sure. No. So we'll see. Um, yes. Theory, theory was wrong.
1: Maybe. We don't know.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Uh, okay. My next note is, so Keelan, Keelan's being kind of a jerk at the beginning of this.
1: Yeah. Right. He's kind of hulking out a little bit.
0: And some of it is attributable to him like potentially becoming a chosen we'll see uh <laughs> i don't think so we, but...
1: oh dude uh i think so we're gonna come back to okay, this okay
0: <laughs> um but i don't know how much of it is attributed attributable to that because i do think i have i have a couple things to say about this i do think that we're getting a little bit more of keelan's character over over this book and the last book and i and I think Keelan's kind of a... I, is, we're, I'm turning a little bit against Keelan personality-wise. Didn't leave a note. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a little self-centered because he's, like, really mad at everyone for cutting his time on this island short. Right. And it's like, he's like, if they had just let me learn from Neora for, like, a couple years... <laughs>
1: Everything would have been fine. I think,
0: yeah, I don't think he says how long, but he's like, it would have been fine. It's like, Keelan, they were just, they were in a hut, not allowed to, like, move. So.
1: No, think, not think even that. For a they were in prison. And he was like, well, you guys were asking for it. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Right. I'm sorry I, she locked us in prison. <laughs> and that you were cool okay, with yes, that. that
0: that and before that, they were just like sitting on an on a small part of the island and weren't allowed to go anywhere else. Right, right. And he gets mad at at Sela uh, for like exploring a little bit. It's like she's a she's a little kid. Okay, but okay. I will say, we I think we we can probably assume that what happened to Sela is true the yes. doll talk to her i'm gonna say we think we know that that's probably true yes but like from keelan's perspective i kind of get it yes if this if this uh 10 year old girl mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how exactly old let's
1: she say is. between like nine and 12
0: yeah who is like i think keelan kind of views her pretty childishly and she has a pretty crazy imagination because she goes out and plays and uses her imagination to play, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she, like, through, through this story of a doll talking to her has, like, ruined a lot of stuff. I might be a little bit like, is that true? Did that doll really come up and tell you that they were niara's daughter that had turned her into a doll i think that i i think that it, keelan's being a little bit re- like i'm giving a keelan a little bit more credit uh-huh because that's kind of fair
1: okay luke i think your brain is just as addled as keelan's brain is and here's why okay if this is just a doll and cello is just pretending who locks up a kid for just finding a doll on the island? If this okay, is if this is just a doll, like, I get that it's in mint condition and you've kept it in the case for, like, thousands of years. Imagine how much it's worth! You can't put a ten-year-old in prison for that.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah. So, like, either way, this is insane. Either way, Nyara's response is Questionable at the very most generous.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. To to further this, like, Niara, if you had just not reacted that strongly to it, I think we're going to take your word. Well,
1: I I don't know. I still think we're going to take Niara's word over Sela's.
0: Right. The move is definitely not to lock everyone up.
1: (laughs) Right. All right. But, But here's what I'll say in response to your point about us learning about Keelan's personality, I don't think we're getting Keelan right now. When I said that Keelan was like addled, I'm pretty sure that this cut, whatever he's got going on is messing with his brain. I'm pretty sure it's, he's, he's having a little Hulk Hulk out action going on. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like, and we get it, you know, as soon as they leave the Island, in book two, he's like pissed at Senecas, but he doesn't know why he's pissed. And he's like kind of conflicted about it. And then he gets so angry <laughs> in this book that he passes out and his arm is like throbbing from it. So I'm getting a lot of like, this is not Keelan. There's something going on with Keelan about this. So I don't know if I'm chalking that up to his personality necessarily. Um, I think now i think the things he's getting angry about might be yes in his personality like if he wasn't a cooler guy he would be this you know because he has these thoughts i think these are real thoughts from keelan but normally he's way better at controlling it and be like no no no, that's not a big deal like this is the reality but now he's just like going crazy like he's he's okay okay. he's constantly hangry is what i'm picturing (laughs)
0: Okay, that's fair, and and I I agree with that. I I th- I think he's definitely the the cut thing is definitely a very significant part of how he acted in this circumstance. I think it's a little unclear to me how much mm-hmm. it influenced. Like obviously it was a big part of it, um, but I I I'm taking it a little bit as it's taking resentment resentment feelings. That Keelan is already having and just making them bigger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which which I so I'm not faulting Keelan for like his entire reaction, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm still faulting him for not writing a letter, Got which it. we talked about in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before he got the cut, he was not acknowledging very much how shitty that situation was for everyone but him.
1: Um, that's a good point.
0: So, I think I think he's definitely he's definitely still we still like Keelan, mm-hmm. but I think he's a, I think we're we're coming to a little bit of a a little bit of a realization of him being kind of self centered.
1: I think that's fair. I think it's also important to realize that Keelan was like a nobody, and then suddenly mm-hmm. everyone was telling him, "Hey, you're like one of the greatest sorcerers of all time." Right, and you're this incredibly special sorcerer who we need to solve all these problems, so you know I'm not gonna blame Keelan for letting it go to his head necessarily, okay, but sure, I think he is still letting it go to his head. It's kind of like how
0: um I still love Justin Bieber okay <laughs> interesting, interesting choice i I was uh because he you know he became famous overnight and it's just you know what are you gonna do
1: what what, what are, are you doing? gonna do That's a good still question. love you justin
0: come on the pod <laughs> love to have you
1: all right we need we're leaving this behind <laughs> okay <laughs> um i have a problem with what happened with Pelos or pelos the fishmonger Mm-hmm. And this gets at a larger thing that I have a problem with in this kind of a situation. And so the situation Pelos was in was he helped Keelan, you know, get away and go find the Silver Sorceress. And then some authority figures questioned Pelos to find out where Keelan went. But Keelan is a loyal friend and doesn't give up where Keelan went. So he gets tortured and probably murdered. And this... This happens in a bunch of stuff, where somebody's really loyal, and they get tortured and killed for not giving up their friend's whereabouts. Dude, give up your friend's whereabouts <laughs> immediately, but not the actual whereabouts. Easy! There should be a million goose chases happening. This is, this
0: is why it's been, like, decided that torture doesn't work.
1: <laughs> right.
0: In, in in modern times.
1: <laughs> right, right. But I just mean, if they come to your house, don't even put up any resistance. Be like, oh yeah, dude, he went that way. He went that way <laughs> yesterday.
0: Like, yeah, I didn't know he was in this much trouble. He went left on Johnson Street.
1: <laughs> he went way past the spine. He's going to go get the skine to help him create an army to destroy Ama. Just come up with the, like, most like ridiculous thing but also believable right make him sound like he's going to destroy your world if you don't send everybody out following him and then you just like tiptoe away like peace out sure you're not going to find him when you go look up there but like i'm gone by that point (laughs) yeah and this this happens so often where somebody will just like They won't say anything. They'll be like, I'll never tell you anything. It's like, tell them everything. Tell them literally everything. Everything you can think of.
0: Yeah. You could even get away with just like constantly telling them stuff. And they like know that it's wrong. Yeah, right. They're like, okay, I'm not going to get any more from him.
1: Exactly. At the very least, they're just going to kill you then. Because torturing you doesn't do anything. Right? Because you're just going to be telling them lies anyway.
0: Right. Ah, uh, it was just... This is this is day one torture survival stuff, Pelos. <laughs> day one. I can't believe you haven't thought of these already. Uh, ridiculous. I think that's a good point, though. That's... And I don't know. I mean, maybe... So we have no idea what happened to Pelos. I will say that. Ooh. So maybe, maybe they took him without asking any questions and they're like we'll ask him the questions when we get to the torture chamber when they get there he just like says everything like we're saying and then they just killed him
1: possible you're right that is possible i doubt it (laughs) because like why do you even bring him into the torture chamber if he just if you show up and he immediately says oh yeah they went that way Mm -hmm. it's like all right well we can either just kill him here or have a nice day Tip of the hat. See you later. Sure. Or third option. Pelos has been the Genthiaki the whole time. Oh, didn't see that one coming.
0: Ooh, did not. <laughs> Pelos for the entirety of Keelan's childhood has been a Genthiaki. Okay.
1: Here's the the thing about the crazy thing about a story with a shape changing monster in it, though, is that literally anybody can be the shape changing monster. Right. Right. Which, which is, it makes, it makes me trust nobody, uh-huh. because we've been told there's only one. We don't know there's only one. Which, oh, uh, we should also point out in, okay, in book two there's a shape changing monster that I don't think is a Genthiaki, because I don't in, think it's a Genthiyaki. Because in book three, Cholin fights this thing, and I don't think it's a Genthiaki.
0: Where are
1: Okay, so book three... Oh, yeah, 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 I should, I should draw the through line. Okay, book two, they interrogate this Shan sailor in this warehouse with the Crone. And all of a sudden, like, its voice is really weird when it talks, and it transforms into a creature with really long talons. This thing kills a bunch of people in Lear, and then flees. Then, in the north, Cho Lin encounters a person who is, like, dead in the face doesn't say a word but then when she like gets set up to fight this thing it transforms and gets these really long talons and is like a really good fighter and so i think that's the same creature or one of the same things but i don't think it's against yaki okay and i think the confusion i was confused in book two because this thing sounded like it couldn't talk very well And because we thought it was a Genthiaki, then I think I assumed that the Genthiaki couldn't talk very well. Like, that was their weakness. But I don't think that's true. I think the Genthiaki can talk just fine. Otherwise, I don't think Nell would have been tricked by Pelos. Or anybody would have been tricked by Pelos. Right. Being a Genthiaki. Okay. So, I don't think that this thing that transformed from looking like a a Shan or looking like a Southerner... Into a monster. I don't think that was a Genthiaki. I don't know what that was.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Hmm. I. I, I th-
0: yeah. So okay. I. I don't know, because there are some differences. So I don't know if they're necessarily the same one. Um, yes, or yes. the same thing. But I don't think. Or, 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 or I'm saying I'm talking about the, the the sailor that was in Lear mm-hmm. and the one that Cholin fought. I don't know if those are the same thing or the same one. Yes. Um, I will say we don't know what the what the thing that fought, Cholin fought was because it did have talons that are similar to what we view. Well, we, well actually, we've seen talons a lot.
1: Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of talons.
0: So, um, and the sailor one, I still think that that one that one's kind of weird because Mm. it doesn't seem to have been super relevant to anything like we haven't that we've seen yet right
1: Right. that
0: we've seen yet right we're either we either have not seen more to that or it just there's not more to that Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird um i don't know
1: but okay i don't think it's against yaki though and one of the other like little pieces of detail that I think contribute to that is that when she like cuts it open it's like black smoke that comes out Genthiaki have yeah. black blood not black smoke that comes out when right. you cut okay
0: it. so so I don't think I'm very confident that the the thing that Cholan fights is not a genthia
1: okay. okay I'm
0: still not quite sold on the sailor one not being genthiaki
1: yeah yeah my only um, my only distinction there is that the sailor one can't talk so good
0: right and and the the lady I forget her name that was like a pure that's not following on mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. uh like notices something off about it, whereas the Ginthiaki that we see has been like among the pure a lot, yeah and they seem to have not noticed it this is a good so name. okay, so there's a little bit of evidence that they might be different mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, we'll see the. The thing that Cho'Lun fights is definitely not a Ginthiaki. Yeah,
1: right, right.
0: Um, okay, I I am I, I do hope that the, the sailor thing comes up more. I for, I, I'm still not sure if that was the one Ginthiaki that we already know about or if that was a completely separate...
1: Yeah, so I reread that section to see if there okay. was a description of their face, like if they had scarring on their face from where Keelan had done the dreadfire, and there was no mention of any scarring. On their face, okay, and I think there—if if Alec was trying to signal that that was the Genthiaki, then there would have been mention of like their face seemed all scarred and uh-huh. messed up. So I don't okay. think that that was the Genthiaki. Um, okay, I yeah I think there's another another level. I think there's another big faction that's doing stuff in the world, right? Because we've got the Genthiaki that are doing stuff, we've got the Chosen that are doing stuff. I think there's another another group that's doing stuff. Uh So we're going to, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll
0: see see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got, I've got a a couple small things that I want to talk about. One is the, so we, we get a little, a couple of chapters with the crown. One of them in which a small thing that she says is that she's like a spy master. And she talks about how, wax seals are not that hard to fake i have to agree
1: oh really
0: i have to i mean it doesn't seem like they they just seem like they would be so easy to fake
1: okay here's what i'll say i think if you have magic yes Mm -hmm. if you have magic of course there's for sure a spell to be able to fix that no question and it looks perfect if you don't have magic it's probably gonna take a while right
0: Okay, okay. So one route is to make your own uh I don't know what it's oh, called. Your own stamp. like
1: stamp. I hadn't even thought of that. Okay, yeah. Which this is be,
0: which I'm gonna say wouldn't be that hard because like you 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 probably only have to get it kinda right. Yeah.
1: This is it's so not true. like everyone's
0: like, Okay, this stamp clearly the eagle's talons are turned left rather than right on this one. That's kinda weird. No one's checking it that close. Uh the other thing is there's got to be some kind of way where you can just lift this the seal a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Where you don't have to break it. You can just, like, unattach it from the paper and then there's reattach be it. Way. That's so true. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on this one. I'm saying wax seals are not that good. Why did we freaking use wax I don't know. Okay, this, okay. I don't know. Terrible. They nerve. look very cool. I'll say They that. do look very cool. Maybe that's why. Maybe nobody meant for them to be a security thing. And then somebody said it once, and they're like, "What? No, 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 no! You can't do that. That's not good at all." <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. the the other The other thing from this section is uh, the the Daimorian army. Daimorian army is on the march, and we go into and we see the Crimson Queen, and she's. Uh, I think the crone is like surprised by how, how kind of bare her chamber is. Like everything's utilitarian. U- uh, utilitarian. Utilitarian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And she she talks about how the crimson queen is not dressed in like normal cool, like, really nice dress. She has, like, white leather armor and a cool sword, and it's, she looks like a awesome warrior queen. Yeah, yeah. So I will give her credit for having a not super lavish tent. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving her credit for wearing dope armor. Because, like, you... I I feel like that this this is kind of like oh she's taking this seriously she's wearing armor. I think that that there's a very easy argument to make, which is is not I'm sure is not true in this case, but if someone wants to look really cool and that's their goal, wearing dope armor like the one the armor that she's wearing would be the go to here. Right. So like you don't get credit for for being utilitarian, damn it, for being utilitarian in wearing armor in this circumstance because this is the circumstance where that looks awesome.
1: Yes, does that make sense? You know that that makes total sense. Uh, my my note on this is that like okay, this this is her power suit. We we talked about in book two how she was still wearing like the makeup and we were like, dude, you don't need to wear that. You're. It's clear that you're the most powerful person around. So you don't need to put on a front. And we said that it maybe it was her power suit. Maybe that's what she felt that she looked the coolest in. And so she just wanted to wear that. No, 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 no. What she's wearing now is for sure what she feels like she looks the coolest in. Mm-hmm. Which of course she does. Right, she looks, looks fantastic. My only thing about it is that it's probably a little uncomfortable to wear armor all day so like that's my only thing where sure she looks very cool and of course i would i would dress that way if i wanted to look cool but she's definitely wearing it all day uh maybe Eh, no she's definitely not wearing it all day but it's uncomfortable so that's the only bit about it that's like she's putting up with a little bit of discomfort to look so dope.
0: Yeah. I would, okay, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna go further here. Now that you've said that. Okay. And I'm gonna say, okay, 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 okay. First off, uh, we we know that she does, she does, like, makeup and uh, the kind of dress that she wears for appearance. Mm -hmm. And that's Totally normal. Mm-hmm. And but the crone, I think, is giving is 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 trying to give her credit for not doing that in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that that's exactly what she's doing in this circumstance. Because she doesn't need armor. <laughs> she doesn't need armor. Right. She can make armor of her own, like <sighs> sorcery.
1: For, yes. Yes.
0: And as you mentioned, it's probably pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's for sure doing this to look dope. Which is successful, and I don't have a problem with it. Ooh. I just I just don't agree with the crone like applauding her for
1: being smart and wearing armor. Luke, I'm disagreeing with you again. Okay. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. I've cracked it. The Crimson Queen, both of these are her power suits. When she's at court, her power suit is looking like she is a member of the royal court. It's, it's dressing up for these like noble people who expect her to look a certain way. When she's on the war path, she's dressing for the generals. She, she's dressing for the commander of the cavalry to get cred. She's dressing how they expect she should be dressed to be in command. And so wherever she is, she's like a chameleon. Wherever she is, she's dressing how she needs to to get things done. And I think that is why the crone is saying she's doing a good job because I think okay. the crone is also very aware of what she needs to look like and how she needs to navigate the world in order to get authority. And I think she sees the crimson queen doing this and says, yes, this is how you get these people to listen to you is by wearing dope armor when you need to. I don't okay. think she's saying, Oh, you look this is very utilitarian of you. Like, you're eschewing this like lavish lifestyle for this like hard lifestyle that you've chosen out here no, no 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 i think she's saying uh you're playing to your audience very well okay
0: i think that's fair
1: but okay but i will say that uh i am definitely her audience when she's on the war because like this sounds oh, yeah. so cool
0: it sounds it sounds awesome yeah uh i don't know how you got white leather and why it really works here, but that's I don't I'm not I don't know what that really looks like, but it sounds like it looks really cool. Um, you know what it? You know, it, designer, well done.
1: You know what it sounds like to me, Luke. Huh. It sounds like a flex. Have you noticed the number of flexes in this book so far? <laughs> yes. Um, people people are constantly flexing, and okay, they've there have been flexes in the past books. But, like, the number of flexes in the first part of this book is insane, okay? The first, the very first chapter, the Gentyaki, who is allied with the betrayers, comes into the prison cell that he's keeping Cho Lin, supposedly the only person who can kill the betrayers, with her sword, smashes it over his knee in front of her, and then drinks the soul that was in the sword. No, he d- I don't think he drunk the soul. I will say that. Okay. Well, which okay, which which
0: I'm actually gonna say furthers your point because he very easily could have like just taken the sword with him and junked the soul later.
1: This is exactly what I mean. That is an insane flex. Okay. Another insane flex. The betrayers. Apparently, only one person can kill the betrayers or enslave them or put them back in the chest, and it's Cholin. And they keep Cholin alive and decide to kill her by throwing her in an arena so that all of the Skyn can watch this gladiator battle. That is an insane flex for the Mm -hmm. betrayers to make. The Crimson Queen is constantly flexing. Mm -hmm. She pulls out the Sword of Jan and is like, yeah, this thing's pretty powerful. Also, I command all these troops. uh, Look at me and look how powerful I am. There's just... So many flexes going on. Aliana is like, yeah, there's this huge spider who has all my stuff. Basically, it's like a public storage unit for me. And I can now fly on this thing. Just like so many flexes happening. It's uh-huh. insane. I love Okay. It.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. Definitely true. Let's see. Okay. One thing I was kind of surprised by is how large of a role this one Ginthiaki keeps playing. Right. Uh, I don't have that mi- like much else to say about that. I just keep being surprised that the Ginthiaki keeps coming up.
1: Right. Like, um, the based on the fact that they were a servant to Aliana and kind of their role in the first book, they didn't seem like they were this big of a deal. And I think now... I think it does two things now. The first is makes the Genthiaki seem way cooler than they did in the first one. And it makes Aliana look way more powerful. Because if this person is like undertaking a apocalyptic or if this Genthiaki is undertaking an apocalyptic thing and Aliana was able to control it by herself along with the betrayers, she's gotta be pretty powerful, right? Right. So yeah, I think I was also a little surprised by it that like the Genthiaki is one of the main bad guys here. But I think it does a lot for Aliana's image. Her brand mm-hmm. is her brand is sky high right now.
0: Her brand is sky high right now. And I this transition is gonna be good. I thought that it was gonna be getting even higher because for a second there, I kind of thought you might have been right with a redemption arc when she comes in and saves Keelan. Uh-huh. Uh I don't think that that's the I I still don't think that she's getting a a a normal redemption arc no. like in which she's a good person. <laughs> no. But uh, but we might start we might start cheering for her a little bit. Um
1: yeah, I'm getting a feeling like she's going to help out everybody and then at the very end when things are about to be like conquered and we're about to win, Aliana's going to be like just kidding. Now I'm going to take power and control over everything because I'm Aliana. And there's going to be a conflict there where we think it's almost resolved. And then Aliana's going to be like, psych, I was doing this all for myself anyway.
0: Okay, sure. I could see that. Um, she's, so she's, I guess we're still not totally sure if we're on the same side. Yes. Um, yes. But even if we are, she's clearly doing it not for the right reasons. Uh, Okay, my my next and the last few of my notes are about this old Shan story when the yeah yeah let's, about how the betrayers work.
1: Let's talk about the raveling.
0: Okay, so we get it's this 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 scene where they're going into the. Uh, I don't know what I would call it, cavern or something like that. The
1: oh yeah, into this cave in the hill in the yeah. the Dragon Valley or the Sleeping Dragon Valley or something like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so first, we're walking down there, and our our character who we're seeing through the eyes of is talking to the Emperor's son, and he's like, "Oh, you think I'm you you think I'm just some pampered idiot." like these other people. Uh, That's not true. I have been through some stuff. Um, One time, I was sent off to the border and, like, taken captive, and it was really terrible, and turns out it was all fake, and my dad had arranged it. So. The... I would... I'm not gonna say that the actual event he went through was not terrible Mm -hmm. because it was like everyone he was with legitimately got killed and,
1: and he thought it was real the whole time. He
0: thought it was real. And he, they actually did. I think I, my, my understanding from this was that had he been about to die, they would not have like saved him. It was pretty much like survive or not. So in a sense, this was real. But I don't, I don't know if that is like the big thing. Okay, 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 okay. It is a big thing. Yes. But it's not like proof that you, that you have not had hardships in, in your life. I don't know if I'm phrasing this correctly. No, it's, but it's
1: not proof that you're not a pampered prince. Like, yes. sure, you had one bad event happen to you, but like, what's the rest of your life been like? right like sure like if i'm a super wealthy person and i got kidnapped once yes that would be very traumatic for me but like what was the rest of my life like and what's my life been like since that happened because it's like i've definitely gotten therapy for it right like i've definitely gotten right. a great therapist to talk to about it and i've really processed it in a very healthy way whereas this concubine mm-hmm. that he's talking to basically had this happen to her and she definitely didn't get a therapist (laughs) no she got the opposite she got sent off to like she got sold into sex slavery
0: (laughs) pretty much uh yeah it's um i think he's just he's this this story is doing a lot of work for him
1: yes he's been using he's definitely used this story a lot hasn't he uh uh-huh. he talks about this whenever he thinks it'll it'll get him an advantage with somebody right he's like hey i'm just like you you know i grew up in a small town my my father owned a small business and uh you know i just i just made it i just i worked hard and uh and that's why you should vote for me you know <laughs> exactly yeah uh okay So they get down into this cavern after he tells this story and we learn about the system of warlocks where normally how it works is there's four warlocks, a spring, a summer, an autumn, and a winter. And they're like the head warlocks of the the Shan Empire. And then normally how it works, which we'll get to the change in a minute, normally how it works is... If something bad happens, they kill the winter warlock and then everybody else rotates up a rung. So Mm -hmm. spring becomes summer, summer becomes autumn, autumn becomes winter. And now they have again four warlocks and they kind of rotate that way. And so it's usually the it's always the oldest one who gets sacrificed at the end. So I know this isn't like a great way of doing things, but it sounded kind of dope. Like well, it's it's very well. It's it's a it's a good
0: system for the for the problem. Yes, like or for w- what they're interpreting the problem to be.
1: Exactly, exactly. And like, I kind of really like the idea of, you know, you kind of rotate through the seasons as you're the head warlock. Like when you get started, when they're like, "Hey, do you want to bring the spring warlock?" There's definitely a moment where you're like, "Oh." I mean, at some point I'm gonna have to be murdered, but like I'll probably be pretty old at that point. That's okay, let's go for it. also, the autumn warlocks robes are really cool, so i'm, I'm right. All right, i, I
0: yeah the the good thing with this is that you don't have to be you don't have to be stuck with one set of robes mhm-, and you just and have to. the the robes are obviously not the only thing, but you don't have to you can be you can be you get to be all of them, yes. You're not like you're not like applying to the program, and you're gonna be like, I have to choose. I'm gonna go summer. Ah, damn, I should have oh, gone spring. No, no, you yeah. get to be all of them. That's a that's a, that's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, so I think it's very cool. I kind of like the system. Okay, apart uh-huh. from the like human sacrifice bit, which isn't super cool. Granted, it is the oldest one, at least. So you know, it's kind of like way better than what they what they end up going with. That causes all the problems. We're going to get to that in a minute. But let's let's pretend like we are in the old system where you kill the winter warlock when when something, quote-unquote, bad happens. Right? Because that's why they do this sacrifice is some tragedy happens in the land. How... Uh,
0: okay, okay. Well, one thing that I will say mm-hmm. is that there are patterns to the bad things like they're not just being like hey uh a bunch of people died in this one city for because of the flu uh-huh they're being like okay we're getting a lot of earthquakes yes it's it's a specific type of bad thing that has to happen
1: okay yes that's true but how much arguing do you think the winter warlock is doing <laughs> when they're getting close to being like, I think we need to do a sacrifice. How much (laughs) do you think he's saying like, Oh no, 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 no. This isn't, this is not the thing. Trust me guys. I know it seems like it's really bad right now. This is, uh, just because the King farted too much. (laughs) The Emperor farted a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's how earthquakes happen. So we definitely, definitely don't need to do a sacrifice definitely not i would be totally for it listen listen i would be the first one to say we should do it trust me but like this is not gonna help i know
0: oh that's a good point i yeah like this makes me this makes me think that there's there should be an authority and there probably was outside of the warlocks that decide when to do it i would have to guess because like
1: but, like, who who would be better to decide? It seems like the warlocks are the elite intellectuals right. of this place, right? So you would feel yes. like maybe maybe the three who aren't the winter warlock are the ones who decide.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But the only thing is that I, I also think that they might have a small incentive to not. Because
1: <laughs> they're moving up on the list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh...
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you got to leave it to like an independent commission. Mm. Uh, but uh, the the other the other thing that I will say about this is that this is a a secret. Yes, this this whole process,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I definitely understand why it's a secret now,
1: because because they're well, murdering okay. children.
0: But but I I I feel like when it was the warlocks that were being sacrificed. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm the warlock, I want that to be like kind of public. Like for for one thing, I don't I don't know what it could necessarily hurt. Mhm. Other than maybe like your warlock recruiting abilities. Um but I feel like you got to be like, yeah, I'm making this huge sacrifice everybody. Right, right. Give me Listen, some up. give me
1: some cred. Right. I don't know. I I actually wonder if it was a secret before they started murdering kids because think about it. They, well, okay, so I'll kind of go both ways. Because one, everybody's going to know there's a new winter warlock. Everybody's going to be like, what happened to the old guy? Like, you guys went off into the woods, and then he didn't come back. What happened to him? Right. Uh, And why does that new kid dressed up like the spring warlock? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, you could... Just say, like, oh, he died in his sleep and we appointed a new person, right? That's how you could just, like, push it off. But I feel like if there's a big procession going out into the woods, people are going to know.
0: Right. That's So that's another part of the reason why I'm surprised that they didn't make it public.
1: Yes. they are, Do we get that they didn't make it public before? Yeah, I guess we, because...
0: Well, I mean, it's only been, like, 70 years Yeah, since that change. Yeah, that's true. Um. But then the person Uh, there's
1: other I guess they
0: don't want that whole like they don't want the knowledge of this cave, mm. I guess, to be which is fair.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Also, you're going to get a cult in no time. (laughs) You're just begging for a cult. You're begging for one at this cave with all these murdered old men in it.
0: Right. Um,
1: Okay. uh, let's see. But then related to this. So I'm the winter wizard. I really don't want them to kill me. How quickly do I go? Do I go to the idea of child murder though? Like like let's say I'm I'm you know I'm debating with the other warlocks and this independent council like no nah, I don't think it's time yet. No nah, I don't I really don't think this is the one. And they're like, "Oh, we're pretty sure this is the one." Do you try like what other things did he try before he's like, "No, no, no, for sure a kid. For sure a kid. We got to murder a kid instead of me." That's going to do way better. Do you think he was like, maybe if we have a chili contest, like if we all make our best chili and put it at the at the front of the cave and they're like, "Mm, I don't think that's going to work either. Okay, okay. so I will I'll say uh,
0: we do know that they have to they have to sacrifice someone or I think they know that they have to sacrifice someone that is that has sorcery abilities yes um so maybe they don't i so i don't think they were quite as crazy of options at this point when they made that change i will say when they were figuring out how to appease this the raveling
1: mm-hmm. whatever Um uh, that had to be wild the first time you mean right when they're like uh what if we just start killing people all right well who are we gonna start with maybe the oldest guy uh no not the oldest guy maybe the yeah maybe they got it on first try though. i think they might have got it in one they were like hmm well this thing seems hungry and hungry for magic let's just kill the oldest one here and then maybe it'll stop Ooh, yeah but hold on luke what if they did that and it worked But it would have worked with like a horse. Like this thing was just hungry and they thought it was craving human flesh. But in fact, yeah, we don't know how
0: much they've tried. Yeah.
1: Maybe this is the first thing they tried.
0: (laughs) Very possible. Um, Okay. Okay. Kind of, kind of in this, in a similar vein, actually, probably not in a similar vein. Okay. The thing about this is. They, so they go and they do this and there's like kind of a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, how many plus ones are we giving out for this?
1: I'm going to say too many. Definitely too many. I agree. Like, okay, we're going to go
0: to this secret ceremony where we sacrifice a child. Uh, you can bring two friends.
1: <laughs> please, please note on the invitation if anybody has dietary restrictions. <laughs> It's like, can I bring my kid? Well, that's gonna count as one of your plus ones. So yeah, it's, you only get two
0: of those. So be careful. Unless um, unless
1: your kid is magically talented. Are they? Did they happen to be <laughs> talented? <laughs> right.
0: Uh, okay. Let's let's go. Let's move on to what happens afterwards
1: after the ravelling.
0: No, no, no. After they sacrifice the kid,
1: yes. And there's like the little ghost kids. Yes.
0: Uh. Obviously, obvi- I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, obviously, you don't free them.
1: Um, okay, okay, yes, I agree with you. I agree 100% with you, but you like just watched them be murdered, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: So maybe you know something bad's gonna happen, maybe you're pretty sure something bad's gonna happen but you're like, yeah, this whole thing sucks though. Like, I kind of want it to be I want this kid to have his revenge. (laughs) Okay. So, that's my only that's my only qualm with it. Because otherwise, yeah, you don't you have a demon ghost kid in your room you don't let him out. Just give him like a sandwich or something. Yeah, give him a sandwich.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you, okay. And you you might learn a little bit first i mean okay we're acting on emotion i get that and maybe if you try to ask you you don't know that people are going to tell you the truth or if you ask people are going to like lock you up or something right very possible
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm just surprised at the confidence that they have i guess
1: yeah i uh, i agree with that yeah
0: especially especially since it's called sleeping dragon valley
1: yeah and you know, you know what's there, right? Like we're all, we all know it's a dragon in there. I have to, I mean, or some kind of snake or worm. It's
0: called Sleeping Dragon Valley, right? I don't know if it's Valley, but something like that.
1: At the very least, we need to do a cost-benefit analysis. Like, okay, murdering kids to appease a dragon, not great. That dragon murdering everyone in Shan, probably yeah, also right. not great. Right?
0: Uh, okay. Okay. The. Ki- this this leads me to my to my last note that I have on this, and this might be controversial. Are the betrayers overreacting? Ooh, because it's like okay, I get it. You were murdered. That's not great. It's not great. And um, yeah, sure. It should have been. Should have been the old warlock. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the system has always been. Ooh. But, like, a lot of people get murdered, and they don't in <laughs> <end> the world.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. A lot
0: of people get murdered for, like, five bucks.
1: Oh, this is super depressing, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we might. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You're right. Uh, and I, I will say, they get revenge, right? Yes. Like, they kill the winter warlock, for sure. They kill him. So that's that seems like we're done here. Right. I, I I agree with you actually. I think they are overreacting a little bit. Now. Okay. Uh it's explained a little bit in that they're kids. Right? So they're still children. Mhm. So I think maybe yes, they're overreacting. But like your kid would probably do this if they had godlike powers. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I <laughs> Yes. And I th- this whole exercise is a little bit stupid because uh like I'm treating them like a normal human like adult almost. Right. And they're a dead
1: spirit. So the question is ridiculous. Something else is going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: <laughs> but I think I just think I think the punishment outweighs is is not does not fit the crime a little bit. Now- and I will say this. Okay, I will say this. I don't know. We, we don't know if, <laughs> this is going to be a weird thing to say, if sacrificing a child versus sacrificing the oldest man alive, like maybe there's a difference in in value there. Like maybe the old the old dude gives us like 15 years. You sacrifice, a, you sacrifice a child you get like 50 years uh luke i have a response i'm not
1: i have a response I'm not to saying,
0: no i'm not saying worth i'm not i'm not i just think that we need to have a conversation about no
1: nope. <laughs> no we don't luke because it actually works the opposite because guess what no, does it because guess what luke how old do you think this old winter warlock is uh, i think they literally say he's over 100 yeah so let's say 110 maybe sure give him a little wiggle room When do you think he became the Winter Warlock? He was young. I'm going to say...
0: I'm going to say... I think they said that they did this last
1: like 30 years ago. Well, that's when they sacrificed a kid last. This guy became the Winter Warlock, let's say maybe when he was 30. Oh,
0: wait, is this the original guy?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think it's the original guy. And so I think... They've only been sacrificing kids for, like, maybe 80 years. Uh-huh. And so if we've been sacrificing kids for 80 years, and there's more than, like, four of them, we've, there's something wrong. Our system is not working. Because when, right. they're, when they come out of the cave, it's said that there's, like, a bunch of them. There's not just, like, the two that we've heard about. I don't think it gives, like, a... I don't... It's, it's very unclear, though but it's i think it's it's more i think it's more than 3 i think it's i was putting it at around 4 or 5 okay okay but that means it's like one every 10 years yeah or 20 years which seems like a lot
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna say the i'm i'm guessing the average is like 20 because i think this one has been sever- like two or three decades yes okay 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 this this is <laughs> This is running long, so tell me if you <laughs>
1: We're okay. We're okay. Um, but yeah, I just think I, I feel like the ratio is not better. I feel like that's about what it would have been when they were sacrificing the old man.
0: But what if okay. What if it was like every two years when the old man was doing it and like you were only getting warlocks for
1: two years? It couldn't be. That's insane. They you, they would <laughs> okay. be burning. Maybe this is warlocks. why they changed it. <laughs> That's insanity. There's no way that's how it worked. There is no way that's how it worked. <laughs> Two years? Are know. you kidding me? I don't we don't know. That turnover rate is abysmal. <laughs> that's this is why they changed it, Dan. <laughs> to yeah, to children. Okay. <laughs> that's a good move. No. Okay. I like to think so. I like to think that there are were just a bunch of old man ghosts that did the same thing as this little kid did. But instead of being, like, sympathetic with them, everyone was like, Ew, what are you doing? Get out of here, please. Like, <laughs> I get that you just got murdered, but, like, I don't really... You're old. I don't want to deal with you. Right. And he's like, right. Please, just a hug would be so nice. It's like, gross, dude. <laughs> Back off. Yeah. Very possible. Very possible. Very possible
0: we don't know yeah we don't know if the if everyone turns into a ghost or just the children
1: Mm -hmm. maybe that's maybe that's how they're going to solve the problem you know all the old man ghosts are going to come out defeat the children ghosts there could be we don't know
0: don't know why they didn't do it before but um that's why i you know that's why they stayed in to begin with lazy
1: (laughs) that's all it was laziness uh real quick my last note did we get a throwback to jan from the very first book when keelan and um everybody go to that little village
0: i think i think so when she talks about someone nearby getting killed by like something with big
1: claws in the summer yeah 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 i kind of like that i kind of like how a lot of things tie back to the same places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i just want to yeah, make sure we, we had eyes on that
0: I, I think so yeah
1: pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool um so next week we're gonna be coming back we're gonna read the next third of the shadow king maybe we'll find out who the shadow king is ooh
0: oh we don't even know we don't even know yeah Yeah. it's the title even a mean
1: hmm well hopefully we'll find out but uh in the meantime we'll keep coming up with hot takes
0: and we'll be keep acting like dumb nerds.